Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Sales Podcast, a podcast where a uh, toxic comedian talks to a relationship therapist about uh, all things uh, sex, dating, gender, evolutionary, psychology related in the modern world. Uh, Eliza is, uh, well, we're both in lockdown. Is the Central Coast in lockdown? Yes. It's it all is. just come up here now. So. Okay, so we're all in lockdown. Yeah. Um, if you are an international listener, if you're not from Australia, it sounds like the rest of the world, at least the OECD nations, have dealt with COVID pretty well and have a 60 to 70% vac- vaccination rate. Meanwhile, uh, our Prime Minister only purchased one of the vaccines because it was the cheapest. He then said... Uh, don't well he didn't say that but the health advice was no this one's too risky don't take it so then we couldn't even get a vaccine and now they're saying no that one's fine you can take it so it's very confusing it's perplexing we're all pretty frustrated and annoyed yeah. uh, but having said that in sydney we're getting 200 to 400 cases a day which even then compared to other big cities in the world who have been consistently getting which have been consistently getting in the tens of thousands. It sounds like we're uh, tracking along even still relatively nicely, but it doesn't look like this lockdown is uh, lifting anytime soon, which is frustrating. So I hope you're doing okay if you are in lockdown. I think most of Australia is in lockdown now, although by the time this one goes out, maybe Melbourne is out of their snap one. I know Queensland's out of it. Will we be Uh, out by then? Doesn't I look like mean, it. We're supposed no. <laughs> to be out by uh, end of August. Mm. It's not looking like it. I mean, we've got more cases than ever. Clearly, this uh, Delta variant is very contagious, or people aren't following the rules. But I feel like even in the lockdown last year, there were always a few that weren't strictly following. I mean, how strict can can you be? You know, I'm I'm going to the outdoor gym, and there are a few other people around there. But I mean, like, I want to work out. Like, leave me alone. You know. <laughs> Just leave him alone, all right. Leave me alone, <laughs> Leave me alone, Bill Bill Gates. Yes. Yeah. I got um I got vaxxed last a week ago, almost, and I had the worst reaction and it was my first vax, so that wasn't was fun. It, did you get uh really sick for a day? Because that I've heard uh, with the AstraZeneca that just that happens invariably. Everyone gets sick after taking uh, yeah, I was I was sick for like two and a half days. I had the full like hot, cold sweats. It was really bad. Adrian yeah. was okay, but I was like, and the worst part was like my body hurt so much. I felt like I had it was all in my old injured spots um, from my back injury, and I couldn't move again. So that was shit. Um, but it was only two days, and then it was okay. So and you're like, all right, well that's I survived. That's good. <laughs> back Most Yep. I'll go on. What were you going to say? I was going to say the actual vaccine was the least painful needle I've ever, or vaccination I've ever had. Today, we didn't, like, Adrian's petrified of needles. He didn't even feel it. It's so, like, done that quick. So that's a perk. I'm yet to get to get mine. I I don't want it, just because I don't trust them now after they did the whole, they said AstraZeneca's not you know, it's, yeah, not it's safe. Fair. and then they're like, no, nah, it's fine. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, well, you know, no, like don't out of just yeah. like spite. I'm like, no, I'm not going to get it then. <laughs> I'm going to wait for the, they're, they're bringing the Moderna. That one, uh, sounds like a, a, a better one, but I oh, mean, really? when they say better or whatever, it's not, 
obviously it's a very, 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 very small chance of actually getting any complications. But it's more just like, well, don't like lie to us and say one minute, oh, no, it's unsafe for young people. Now it is safe. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just, it's, it's weird. Just, yeah. And I can't even, the other one, Pfizer, I'm not even eligible for it. I checked. and I'm Yeah. Like, neither yeah. was I. Well, I wasn't. And then I found out after I got AstraZeneca that I am because I'm an essential worker. But I just didn't think about that. Ah, well, yeah, yeah other than oh, well. my, like, daily walk, I'm not really, I'm not going out. I go to that outdoor gym, but, you know, it's out in the sun. There's been no cases of community transmission, I think. Well, no, no recorded ones. I'm sure there have been. Right. Uh, it's a lot less likely, uh, I think, in the in the sun or something. But, okay, I'm not going to, let's not get into that conversation. Uh, way too controversial. Today, yeah. <laughs> we are going to be answering two subscriber uh, questions. So, thank you very much. Uh, one of them is from A, and one of them is from uh, JL. So I am currently uh, just uh, – no, sorry. One of them's from James, and one of them's from A. So that, that person's told me to call them James, and the other one's just put <laughs> A. So uh, I love how this and Neil Jordan, everyone's like, oh, could you keep me anonymous? What are we, when, this isn't Alex Jones, you know, no one's going to, I guess because some of the questions maybe, you know, if people find out that could be, not these ones, but some people do send in uh, questions that could be held against them. So I could see for this podcast why people want to stay anonymous. But Neil and Jordan, when they send into that, that, and they're like, oh, keep me anonymous. I'm like, look, it's not that bad what we're saying. Well, anyway, I get it. Anyway, um, if you'd like to send in the question, neilgahacker.com slash podcasts and all the money will go straight entirely to charity. All right. So this one's from A. Hello, I've been enjoying both your podcasts. Please keep me anonymous. A. All right. I'm generally happy with my life living in one of the smaller capital cities. Ooh. Oh, yep. I can see. I don't think he wants me to share which one, but yeah, yeah. That's one of the smaller ones. Um, I'm pulling in an above average salary in a mostly good, mentally expanding job. I'm fit. I can bench my body weight. I'm mastering the things that are important in my life. Currently working on homemade croissants. I wouldn't say I'm amazingly attractive, maybe a six or a seven, but I'm tall with dark features from my Latin American and European background. I really shouldn't have any problems, but I've never been in a long-term relationship. I would like to have... I would like to have had children, but as my 30s are coming to a close, I'm starting to accept it probably won't happen. I'm generally shy and introverted without many close male friends either. My hobbies and interests tend to be heavily male-dominated or solitary. I probably did largely waste my 20s, but I made a big effort in my early 30s to try lots of different things, taking up things like ballroom, dancing, and acting lessons, some of which I still enjoy today. What's been common across all my attempts is a complete dearth of eligible women. Apps have always been terrible. I've even tried dating agencies too, with luck, with little luck there either. Maybe my standards are too high, but I'm not really keen on raising someone else's children or being with someone who clearly doesn't look after themselves. Oh. I'm just wondering. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I liked you till there. Okay. <laughs> no, I still like you. It's all right. Uh, I'm just wondering if I'm missing something obvious. I rarely hear of people in my situation. I feel about alien looking at popular culture or even your podcast. Um, as I said, I'm really quite content now, but I do worry that I will find the sunset years of my life lonely. And 
I know past forgotten. Wow, that's that's um, sad at the end there. Uh, we'll get to that one, uh, but we're going to read both of them at the top just because they're they're not the same, but they're dealing with similar um, issues. All right, so this is from James, number two. Uh, my topic, cold approaching. Hi, Neil and Eliza. I've been a fan of your podcasts for a few months now and love listening to them whilst commuting. I've been a long-time fan of Neil for about five years. Thank you. But have really started to enjoy this type of content much more. Congratulations, Neil, on taking the plunge and deciding to pursue producing different types of content, which your original audience might not always be open to. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's paid off from my perspective, and I've thoroughly enjoyed all of the episodes so far. Oh, thank you, James. Moving on to my requested topic, I'd like to understand your perspective on the right ways to cold approach women, the type of cold approaches that women can tell are genuine, authentic, and friendly, not the kind where you approach a girl at a bar or in a nightclub. For context, I'm a mid-20s male average build, look after myself in terms of grooming and hygiene and work a professional career. I'd like to understand from your perspectives, what is the most appropriate way to approach someone that is a stranger which you might be attracted to and interested in? I've been using dating apps for years on and off, been on plenty of dates, over 100 matches and had a few relationships, but feel that myself and others reply too heavily, I think he means rely Rely. too heavily on social media for dating and that my experiences aren't always authentic. I'd like to take more opportunities to approach women in public that I'm interested in, but want to do it in the most appropriate and respectful way. For example, I know that approaching someone who has their headphones in, uh, steaming down a pathway in the CBD in the morning on a weekday is probably too busy, or to not approach someone on the bus or train as I could be unintentionally putting them in a situation where they can't leave Bless you, James. You are so sweet. Is cold approaching something that can still be done, or does society have to rely on Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge forever. Okay, so they are they are they're they're they're, they're quite different. They're um, similar, but yeah. but yeah, it's it's advice for men. Um, let's go back to the first one. There were two things that really stood out to me. There, he said, "I've wasted my tw- he, uh, I probably did largely waste my twenties." Now, now that's a big point of concern for me that mindset no one's ever yeah. wasted any time of their life you would have learned something from your 20s even if your 20s you feel like we're just doing nothing lazing around and i don't know eating chips all day you would have at least learned something from that oh, hey that's not a good life to live so that's a mentality that you need to slowly get yourself out of if you're telling yourself that narrative you know i've done uh yeah, manifold uh podcasts about how the narrative you tell yourself will impact uh, the way you act in the present and that doesn't sound like a good narrative that you're telling yourself you probably didn't waste your 20s in fact i'm certain to say that you didn't waste your 20s because you would have definitely learned something from it even if if even if that's what not to do he also said i don't have a lot of close male friends so that i think before we even get into uh how to get how you can work on your dating i think uh find some find some male friends now i know that's easier said than done for a lot of people find um, some male friends <laughs> well no i mean i mean that like i think uh it's good to have men to yeah, talk to and to you know hard, and though. to open up to and to uh you know share their experiences with you and um again like i said it's not sometimes people find it hard to have friends and he said i'm introverted 
Um, so uh, he could be struggling to make friends. And he said he has a solitary job, which that's never that's never helpful because you know a lot of people will make their. I know I make you know my closest friends from from comedy, um, and and podcasting. Uh, so oh, are we besties? Mm, well, best, lingered on besties. that way too long. I was just no. joking there. <laughs> You're up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but a good way to, uh, I guess, find male friends, join, join a sporting club. It says he, well, it sounds like you You say you're pretty fit and athletic. Didn't uh, he do dancing, yeah, um, some, acting? Yeah. Croissant well, there you go. You're doing, you're doing yeah. all the things that there are a lot of, I'm guessing a lot of women doing those. Yeah. So you've got to maybe join a, I don't know. Want to um, run some lines? Soccer soccer club or the. <laughs> but sporting usually sort of clubs or organisations that involve physical activity, uh, they'll they'll be a good way to make to make friends. I, I swear by martial arts. Uh, mm. I've made friends from there as well. Uh, so I think those two just stood out to me as I was reading. Where before we even get to how he he might be able to improve his uh, um, dating record. Uh, those two things definitely stood out. But, you know, as an introvert, he may not actually want to increase his social circle. He might have just been providing that information. as like, a, I can't ask my friends to hook me up with someone because I don't love having a big, you know, fair. group yeah, of people. Fair. So it is, in most of us, we have the need, like that social need and desire to have our friends and get, like, develop friendships. Um, but for some people, especially really introverted people, it's not something that they see. So, you know, you don't have to do those things to think it will get you a partner if you don't want to, but it is always healthy to have a circle of friends that you can, you know, respond to and hang out with and be chatty with and whatever. Um, so it is something that you should take into consideration. And the other thing that Neil brought up, I had picked up on that as well, that um, you were coming across a little bit uh, a little bit like resentful or, or I don't want to say the word bitter, but it, it does sound a little bit bitter. Um, and the resent towards, you know, the, the dating apps and the women with kids and who don't look after themselves, that kind of mindset, it isn't going to help you. Um, and like Neil said, that that's the narrative that you're telling yourself. That's how it's going to play out in your life. Um, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy. So try to reframe that um the as neil said you know 20s you learn 30s you earn um everything is is a learning experience for you um but in regards to i guess just dating in general and you feel that you're in a good spot now and you're ready to have a partner and you're like well thanks for the advice on making bros friends but i don't desperately need to and as well for um James, who wants to approach women in a way that's alternative to um, Tinder and dating apps. Like, we all know that dating apps can be really shitty at times. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes, like, I feel like Neil and I have had good experiences, but, like, 95% of people hate those apps. Like, everyone on the apps well, hates them, I reckon. Yeah, for a long time, I, I didn't like them at all. Um, but I, I think part of it was sort of reframing a narrative around it saying, well, mm. 
uh, modern society is only looking at the bad things about dating apps and, and we tend to have this romantic view of the past and think, well, things were so much nicer and more pristine back when people uh, took time to get to know each other and found someone in their social circle and and gave them flowers on the first date. And, well, I feel like we're looking at only the good from what dating used to be and only the bad what it yeah. is now. I'm not saying there aren't problems, but it's a very glass half empty perspective yes. in my yeah. in my opinion. Um, I want to just go into the, the thing where he said, okay, so he said, maybe my standards are too high. I'm not really keen on raising someone else's children or being with someone who clearly doesn't look after themselves. I can see how the way he said that can come across uh, negatively, but I, I, men are also allowed to have standards. I think they can say, you know, I, I want someone who feels this, these, you know, criteria or something like that. And a lot of times with men that is often to do with looks and I can see how women yeah. will get pretty upset about that. But uh, it's, uh, you know, women also have standards when it comes to men. Sure. Um, if you, even just on reality TV, everyone's like, I want him to be, you know, this, six foot, this, salary, blah, 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 blah. So I, 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 I think, yeah, the way he said it, who doesn't look after themselves can come across in a sort of, like he said, a bit, a bit away. But uh, I also, as a lot of women will, will say, uh, you know, don't settle for someone who's not worthy, don't settle for less. I, yeah. I think men should so, so adopt that mentality as well. Like, don't sell for someone so who too. you think. Uh, 100%. But, but, uh, yeah, but I also understand how... Okay, so the thing where he's saying, like, I'm not keen on raising someone else's children. Um, I, I can see both perspectives, I think. I can see how, like, a single mother would think, well, why am I less valuable just because I've got these uh, these children? This is, you know, experience. This is something I've learned from, but... And look, I, I don't think I'm immune to this either. If It's not that I wouldn't date a, a single mum, but I sort of think, okay, this, this, that changes the, the, the relationship so much. Like there's this whole other aspect to uh, how we date and it does sort of, you know, I'd, I would want to know a bit of information of like, all right, is the f biological father still in the picture uh, how is the relationship with him? You know, there, there just are these other elements that can yeah. make people uncomfortable. It's not necessarily yeah. a judgment on, on you. Yeah. Um, but again, I the, that, it's just the um, way he's expressed it that I yeah. can see how a lot of people would um, take issue to. I think that was it. And it wasn't so much what you were saying because Neil's right. Like, of course, A, you can have your own preferences and you don't have to raise someone else's kids if you don't want... That's totally fine. And you want someone that looks good or is fit because you're fit. It all makes sense. No problem. But like if I phrase to you two phrases, one being like, well, maybe my standards are too high, but I just don't want another fucking like unemployed dropkick with a beer belly. Or the second phrase being like, what I'm seeking for is a really like charming, humorous, outgoing guy like that we can do this. It, it paints two very different pictures on me. So... One seems like I am jaded and I'm burnt out and I'm bitter with men. And one is like, I'm excited, I'm passionate, I really want to see. And it makes sense that A, you're reaching out to us and writing to us because you are burnt out, being like, fuck, I've tried everything. It's not working. But this 
this these changes aren't going to happen and the person's not going to fall into your lap when you're still sitting in this mindset i think um and by kind of approaching taking that positive approach it's not it's easier said than done of course but it, it can be very helpful like even in our podcast when um at the beginning when neil and i started recording the first few episodes and i was always like telling these little like stories of this shit that happened to me when i was on tinder and i'd be laughing about it and then people would write on the comments being like holy shit like i can't believe she went through that that's fucked like i this eliza's stories make me never want to go on tinder eliza's stories are so crazy but then even just at the start of this podcast i'm like i've had such a good tinder experience because that's that's my perspective um whether or not i've had amazing experiences in comparison to others or i've had equally amount of shit experiences is likely or if not more but it's still a perspective i have that well i had fun i've enjoyed myself so it's really important to try step into that especially when we're looking for something to add value and joy into our life we have to already kind of be in that mindset too so um yeah that's that's my kind of advice on on that aspect. That's all I meant by when I pulled a, f- I'm sorry, I'm probably pulled a face when you were saying like, Oh, oh I don't want another one of these. Um, and that was my personal judgment on it, um, on you, but like, I really want you to realize like if you flip that script a little bit, that narrative, it can make such an impact. Yeah. No, don't, don't need to say sorry. Um, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I agree with Eliza. Uh, I also, though, would not be too judgmental about people who are resentful because look, mm. the, the the dating world now is very strange and foreign because it's yeah. it's transformed so much so quickly. Uh, in in just well, like I said in the last podcast, our uh, you know moral uh, ideas about dating and sex have transformed rapidly in 50 years and 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 then the technology that's come about in the last 10 years has uh sort of exacerbated and and transformed that even further we're in a we're in a very chaotic period for dating and i uh, maybe in 20 to 30 years if the technology stays somewhat consistent which is unlikely then people might have better ideas of how exactly to approach online dating and then the sort of mentality and philosophy you should have around it but i don't Blame anyone for being um, kind of pissed off and like, well, fuck this. People ghost me all the time and like I'm sick of being, you know, treated like I'm nothing and, you know, always being rejected and or like always, you know, having people use me or whatever it is. Like that's perfectly normal. Having said that, I know it's it can come across as well. Maybe Neil and Eliza have just had so many good experiences so you don't understand what it's like to be this jaded. But I, what we do know is that if you have the glass half uh, empty mentality, that then won't help you. So I just want to um, reiterate Eliza's point that you, you you know you can always reframe things in a. Um, it doesn't have to be uh, stupidly positive and and sort of naively optimistic, but a relatively positive light. So it sounds like to me he's sort of. It's not like there's anything else I could say where you know it's, he's got a good he's got a job he's he's fit he's he's tall <laughs> dark features Latin American European um uh hobby he's got you know acting making croissants it's like he's got like a, a lot of things I love all your going hobbies for yeah yeah that's like, attra- it, that's a very attractive quality to have yeah those or, croissants so, 
<laughs> exactly. It's if it was a if it was a situation where it was like I I do my job and then I just go home. Well, then I'd say, look, get some hobbies and put yourself out there. But this is um, this does make me feel kind of like I I also uh, wouldn't know what it's like in in sort of the late thirties. Um, what the dating pool or the dating situation is like there. Um, is he in his late thirties? It's. It sounds like it. He did say okay. my thirties are co- coming. I think he, as my thirties are coming to a close. So I'm assuming, okay. yeah, yeah, late, yeah. late thirties. Sure. Um, there's always if you want. Uh, he says I would like to have children. Look, a, a lot of single people are adopting now, and if if it's just children that you want, now this is. It doesn't sound like that, but if it, if it's just I just want children, and like oh, all right, I guess I have to get married to have the children. In in this day and age. You, you don't like plenty of single people do adopt. So if it, if it's just the children, yeah, get, yeah, you can't you can't adopt it if you're Australian. Don't oh, I please, thought, you wait, can't. I thought the chances of adoption of one percent basically oh, okay. foster right, well, children. I be a foster that. dad okay. all I, uh, the way. Adoption is extremely difficult at the oh. moment. Um, you there have you to have a foster child private. There's no such thing really anymore as a oh. like, private adoption. Everything has to be foster care, guardianship, then maybe okay. adoption, but it's years in the process. But be a foster parent. <laughs> All right. Well, I take, I take that back then. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, but I, I do say, like, like, if it's just the children that you yeah. want, then you might not even need to be with someone. I don't, maybe, yeah, like Eliza said, there, there might have to be other, you know, you might have to look elsewhere than adoption then, but. Well, it sounds um, like he's seeking, he's seeking connection. He's seeking yeah. companion and taking into account that he is not, I, I must have misheard, sorry, that I thought was assuming like a 25 year old. Taking into account that he's in his late thirties, it makes sense that he's like, I've been seeking love for a really long time and I'm not, I'm not getting it and, you know, I've got all these things in place. I've got a job, I'm stable, I'm secure and it's not. It's still not coming to me. What is it? Is it me? Is it them? Is it the difficulty of time? It's probably a combination of everything or just bad luck. Um, but I, I do feel for you and you, a, what sets you aside from a lot of other men is that you have all these interests and hobbies that a yeah, lot of people that's the big thing. in their 30s, in particular men, don't have – hobbies that um they go out and engage in and I really like would encourage you to step back into the you know the salsa dancing and the acting and and those kind of things that you were doing um the croissant making is good maybe you could do like a baking class those kind of things where you intermingle with other women is the best way to approach a woman like it's why 40% of relationships start via work or through a work relationship and Mm. A lot of relationships down, start though, through uni. Yeah, I think so because it's like... All, it's all online now. It's all online and that's, yeah, it, it's hard. Um, and things are getting out of... There's now like social etiquette for being online. Like my friend was telling me last night, like um, I was sending an emoji and she was like, that's so chuggy. And I was like, what's that? And she's like... Chuggy. Yeah, it's the word that is... It basically means something cringe that a millennial does like wearing skinny jeans <laughs> oh, out no. of fashion it's cheeky. wow millennials are getting lambasted yeah. on now by yeah. gen z sending fair enough, emo- we emojis it. is chuggy so you oh. can't send emojis anymore 
or it's cringe. Um, yeah, I've noticed because like it wasn't that long ago where like all the videos on Facebook, you just put the laugh emojis there because yeah. I don't know, they were just idiots on Facebook who needed to know if it was comedy. Yeah. But now I can, I look back and I'm like, oh, that's so cr- Why was I doing that? That's so dumb. Um, <laughs> but man, Gen Z are like really Brutal. giving it to millennials. Hey, but look, you wait, look, the, the next 10 years. Looks even harder than what we had to cop. So yeah. w- let's see how you fare when Do Gen you know Alpha starts really making fun of you. All right. Hurt my heart though is that they were saying Javianas like thongs, Atugis, Atugi, and is a millennial thing. Oh, I <laughs> wish I was two years younger. You're so, oh no, right? we're just yeah, we're just yeah, we're the okay. same year. We're both ninety four, I think. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> anyway, Chugi, don't be Chugi. So being oh, online, oh, and... Harry Potter, and like, what, what else do they say? Uh, Harry Potter and like adulting, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And and um, the phrase "sorry, mum" is chuggy. Like, if you get a tattoo mm. and post it saying "sorry, mum," <laughs> look, a lot of that stuff I agree with. It is cringy if you're like in your thirties yeah. and you're like, "I love Harry Potter." I mean, come on, like. Shut up. <laughs> and I do then love like Harry Potter. Yeah, but okay, like people love Harry Potter, but when they make it like such a major part of their personality, um, yeah, a lot of that yeah. I uh, to be honest, I agree with. Anyway, let's go back yeah. uh to uh I this last bit where he said maybe my standards are too high. Look, mate, maybe uh I didn't sorry, look maybe I was about to say look maybe and it and it sounded like I said look mate, and that's very passive aggressive, <laughs> but no, I said <laughs> Look, maybe they are, and you might need to actually lower them. That's not necessarily a you know a comfortable thing to hear, but if you're not having any luck at all, um, you you might need to try different things, date people that you wouldn't otherwise normally date, and date a goth, try something new, <laughs> date someone chuggy, and uh, face. Uh, you, you, it's probably not as bad as you think dating uh, the people who you were otherwise initially turned off by because it's about, like I said in the last podcast, it's about the relationship and not the person. So you can build a really good relationship with anyone, really. I, I, I firmly believe that and I think history has shown that because um, you know, divorce rates are a lot lower in cultures that have things like arranged marriage or when uh, you know parents had a much bigger say in who their uh, children married because marriage was seen as sort of like a a, um, a personal challenge for two people as opposed to uh, individual uh, gratification for each of them. And so it wasn't always... And, and there's, a, there's a bad side to that where people could, you know, were sort of culturally shamed if they left unhealthy relationships. But there was also a mentality that came with that, which was, you know, we're not in it for our own... Um, pleasure we're in it to build something and often that was to build a family uh and the the romantic love took actually uh you know was superseded by that um overarching goal so i would maybe reframe the way you even look at dating and and sort of not not worry about uh whether or not you think the person you're with is going to reflect badly on you because there's plenty of people who are with, uh, and I know them personally, who are with absolute stunners and the relationship sucks. They're <laughs> always fighting and they're just mm. constantly at odds. Um, you know, those sort of superficial things 
Yeah. And yeah, and exactly. we want to be realistic. Yeah. Like we want to be with people we're attracted yeah. to, and and yeah. uh, all of that. So I don't want to say, it, oh, it's all, it all should just be about personality, because I think that's also a bit of a fairy tale. But you can, I, I do believe, you can build a really positive, healthy relationship with someone you're not even initially sexually attracted to. I'd even go that far, uh, because that sexual chemistry can come about later on. It doesn't always uh, happen immediately. Uh, so I would consider reframing some of, some of the ideas there and that maybe you, you try, try lowering your standards. I mean, if, if it's been this long and, and you've haven't had success, then it does seem Just like, give it a well, go. well, yeah, like, I mean, it, it does seem like that's the next sort of step. Um, and, and, but first sort of don't tell yourself, oh, I'm a piece of shit because I can only get these sorts of girls. I mean, that's really uh, un- unhealthy. You want to say, look, I want to have a really good relationship and not just have a relationship with a with someone who I think is a really good girl. Uh, yeah. Because, again, like I just said, you can you can have, you know, um, be in a relationship with a supermodel and it can be the worst relationship ever. So... Yeah, I think that especially mm. as an introvert, it's really great to try practising... Um, implementing positive connections into your like daily interactions so whether or not you are talking to these girls or women with the intention of dating and falling in love but talk to women with the intention of having a positive connection um and whether love develops from that that's great whether it doesn't it doesn't really make friends amazing um one of the best i guess pieces of advice i could give to you and to james as well in regards to finding women off dating apps to date is that cold approaching women, I do have some advice on that as well. It's it's much harder. The best way to go about it based on the way that we work and the way we feel and our lived experiences, the best way is repeated exposure and familiarity. So that is probably going to be doing a class that you are returning to each time rather than putting someone on the spot um, and approaching them on the spot can be very intimidating for some women. When you have that repeated exposure, they're learning about you, they are getting familiar with you, they're finding comfort in their discussions with you, and they are determining you're a safe person, um, their attraction is developing. Typically, women's attraction can develop much slower than than men's because we may find, I, like a lot of what I see on, um, on TikTok that men and women always are debating about is that men will say, to the um, girls, mm. girlfriends, do you find other guys like, are you attracted to other guys? And the girls will say, no, I find them good looking, but I'm not attracted to them. And the guy's like, no, that doesn't make sense. Like blah, blah, blah. And then he'll say, I'm attracted to other girls. Like you can say it. And she's like, I find them good looking, but I'm not attracted to them. And that is just, it's such a great and interesting difference between the two because that's what I experienced. I can look at you, Neil, and think, Neil's a really good-looking guy, but whether or not I'm, like, attracted to you or, like, romantically, physically attracted to you is different. So I can find someone and be like, he's so hot, but I'm definitely not attracted to him. Like, I wouldn't sleep with him, I wouldn't date with him, whatever. Um, So don't rely on because she might think you're good-looking. It may not be enough for them to be like, well, let's go on a date and say yes because she's like, well, I'm not attracted to you yet. That develops over time. So, um, get in a class <laughs> or something. Yeah, absolutely. And just, I know we've been focusing a lot on this first uh, question, just really uh, quickly there, I guess, then move on to the, to the next one. 
I can imagine, and this is anecdotal, uh, people, uh, you know, who are dating in their mid and late 30s would have a lot of internalized pressure and, and sort of, mm. you know, shame and but projection as well. Oh, uh, do I, uh, everyone else is getting married, like I feel insecure, but also I'm going to overcompensate by, by saying, oh, people who get married and have kids are stupid. Oh, I never want that. You know, there's a lot of, it seems like, and, and even I, when I do casually watch dating shows, the ones who are that age seem to have that mentality where it's either I'm desperate and I really need to find someone or oh, I've tried for so long and I'm just sick of it and I don't, I don't want it anymore, which seems like a projection to me. It seems like you've tried for so long, but a coping mechanism for after all those uh, unfortunate uh, instances is to then just say, oh, it's just, it's stupid. I don't want to get married. It's, it seems like a trap. Uh, so I'd imagine, I, and this, again, I obviously haven't experienced this personally, but I'd imagine the dating scene around that age would, would have people with a, with a lot of, um, with a lot of those yeah. say uh, issues, but, uh, c- concerns and that may be something to think about. People might really have their guard up. They maybe have even been in a, you know, a long-term to me, like the the ones who I really feel for are people who say have been in a relationship from like twenty six to to thirty two, but then it uh, it ends and and you know it's like fuck, I'm you know I got to start again kind of thing. That those are the ones that really get to me. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying I can understand how that would just be really hurtful when you think, all right, when you start dating someone in your late twenties, you think, ah, oh, is probably the person I'm going to marry, and then for that not to eventuate would I'd imagine be a big mental blow. So there may yeah. be a lot of people dealing with a lot of, I hate this word, so it's so overused, but trauma. Um, and that could be something Baggage. to connect with someone with as yeah. well, I, I, I'd imagine. Yeah. But again, look, I, if there's anyone that age who's sort of been in that dating scene, please comment because I've never, uh, you know, I wouldn't know. Um, now, I'm coming- also curious though what age yeah. he's seeking <laughs> today yeah, that's a good point yeah because he wants children he might be looking early 30s 20s if he's looking for the same age it makes sense why she may already have children she may be divorced um so there are some there's a lot of i guess factors into this um and whether that means that you are looking for too niche of a person a single never been married mid to late thirties, never had children in this, you know, in your area may be hard to find. Makes That's sense. a good point. Yeah. That yeah. will narrow the pool a lot. Yeah. So you might need to, it's not about lowering your standards necessarily, but just sort of widening the net. Yeah. Widening the net. I love widening it. Widening the net. <laughs> Who are you going to catch? <laughs> All right. The cold approaching. Now this is an interesting one because, um, like you said, he's very, you know, he's obviously looking out for uh, not wanting to objectify women and, and sort of treat it like it's a numbers game, but he also wants to. There's something very uh, unique about a sort of in-person meeting that yeah. you just don't get online, and I understand that. There's something very romantic about um, meeting someone at a coffee shop or, uh, you know, in an elevator, but... I don't know if people also romanticize that too much. Again, like the way you meet someone 
is not going to determine how healthy the relationship's going to be three yeah. or four or five years in. Um, so, you know, you can sit there thinking, oh, I want someone to approach me in real life or I want to approach people in real life. But to me, at least the way I perceive things right now, I don't think it really matters how you meet, if it's online, if it's however you meet. To me, yeah, I get it. There's like a nice romantic story mm-hmm. if it's a sort of, especially if it's one of those, it's like a coincidence, like, oh, my bus was late and, oh, but look at that, it was fate. It's like, yeah, all right, but like yeah. how <laughs> does the relationship look five years in? And, you know, yeah. two people did meet at a, off Tinder and had a one-night stand, which isn't exactly romantic, but then they may have a better relationship five years in. So if he's doing it for relationships, I would maybe, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a good pursuit. It's a good sort of skill to develop. But if you think the relationship is going to be better just because you meet someone in person, I disagree with that. I don't, I don't, there may be, a, sure, there may be a correlation there, but ultimately I think, even if, first of all, everyone's online now. I think, you know, you, you're, it's actually rare for couples to meet in person, but it's about how the relationship develops then. Um, I, and I think people put too much emphasis on that nice fairy tale romantic story, and you, you know you want to be at the wedding, being like, if if that, you know, if I hadn't called in sick that day, I would have never met them. And uh, yeah, yeah, cool. Like that's all well and good, but like to me, uh, that doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> that just is a bit. Uh, you know, it's a bit. Look much. who's turned into a negative Nancy. Yeah, no, that's true. It makes I'm sense, a bit so negative, but I just it's think it's just, you know, yeah. yeah, like I get like I think that's a big reason why people are like, oh, I don't like online it's so mechanical and robotic and people want that kind of fairy tale meeting and even in the past i don't think you know people in the 50s some of them probably had that but a lot of it was just like hey you're in my community i'm in your community and like cool like we're both really christian let's yeah we just we don't want to go through the war again let's get married <laughs> i don't know true ask well, your grandparents it- I can see why, like, you know, he's probably just wanting to mix things up, just wanting to try something new. And I yeah. get good, I get really good vibes off you, James. Yeah, I love the way you wrote everything. I thought that was really sweet. Just yeah. really quickly before I'll let uh, Eliza, you can talk. I, I'm not saying your question is bad or anything like that. I'm just saying if that is the mentality where it's like, I think yeah. a relationship will be better if I approach someone in person, I would just personally disagree with that. But like, I'll get to... Uh, yeah. you know, just, uh, my tips for cold approaching, but let's like yeah. Eliza, you, you go on. It's, it's always got to challenge that because it's what, it's another one of those things where you will narrow your chances if you're only going to cold approach women, because the way that a woman works is that you think it's going to be flattering and charming, but initially it's, I'm taken aback, I'm put on the spot and my initial response will be like, Oh no, I'm flustered. So I'm going to say no, because I'm uncomfortable. Um, and then often later they go home and they're like, shit, like, I should have said yes, but oh well. Really? Um, yeah, like I even saw a video about this the other day where um, this beautiful girl, she was in a wheelchair and um, she went to the beach and she thought there was like one of those ramps that let you go down to the water because she'd seen online and there wasn't. And so she gets to the sand and she's like, I can't get on the beach. And this gorgeous man, and they actually had it on video, um, picked him up and carried her to the beach and then they were like she's stunning and he's holding her in her arms and he places her in the chair and they were laughing and he asked for her number and she was like oh 
No, and then she was like, TikTok, help me find this man. Like, I, I regret this so much. I don't know why I said no. He was so sweet. He asked me for my number, like all this stuff. Um, it's just an initial response. And I've done it as well. I've been like, no, no. Um, but then being like, oh, why not? Like, you don't have that time to process it, which is why I say the repeated exposure is the best um, approach. That being said, though, I have been cold approached many, many times. And there's been some, like standouts for me um and one of them was i was in westfield i was shopping and i was on like a um elevator um escalator <laughs> i was on an escalator mm -hmm. and i was on the phone to my girlfriends and i was waiting in the coffee line afterwards um i was talking to my friend and this guy was behind me i ordered my coffee and then I like that he waited until after I had my coffee so I could walk and I wasn't stuck at this coffee shop with him. And he came up to me and he was like, hey, like, I know this is like really random, but um, I heard you talking to your friend on the phone and like, I just love your energy. Like you have such a nice like personality and vibe. Like I'm here waiting for my friend. He's not here yet. Like, do you want to get a like coffee? I know you got one, but can I get you like something else or you want to like hang out for like a minute and um, we can catch up or whatever. And I was very like, flattered by that I was like that's such a nice compliment I love your positive energy like I thought for me in particular that I love when people say shit about energy or whatever so I that got me I had a boyfriend so I said no obviously but um <laughs> that was a really nice approach if I was single I would have yeah. said yes um 100% um that being said take that energy with a grain of salt because I also had once um actually on in the same week I was crossing the road um and then two minutes later i think i've even shared the story before this guy comes sprinting across and he runs up to me and he looks really i was like fuck he's gonna attack me i was so scared he ran to me and he said i just had to stop you because your aura is so beautiful and i was like aura <laughs> oh what's it look like and he was like it's sparkly it's glitter and sparkly and i was like that's not a that's not a fucking aura color like that was instantly it for me um but his approach of running literally sprinting to me was really uh, disarming and i said no to him like five times and he kept pushing me being like please please like my name's matthew his name's matthew um like can i have your number like please and i was like no no, no i have a, i have a boyfriend sorry um and he was just like really close to me and standing in my space and i was so uncomfortable so almost similar vibes both people were commenting on like an energy or an aura, uh, but different approach. One was very casual, like, I know this is weird, like, I'm sorry, like, I don't usually do this. Um, can we get a coffee if you want? Like, that was mm. nice. The other yeah. person manning. <laughs> interesting, interesting. I think yeah. uh, you need to sort of find that line between you want to be confident, but you also want to be casual. And sometimes you can come across if you're overconfident and too assertive, like that second guy, it can be uh, perceived as very creepy. And, you know, if you're not taking no for an answer as well. Uh, but that first guy, I think what he did is he sort of like addressed the situation, which, uh, hey, like this is kind of awkward, but, and you can still be confident in, in doing it that way. You don't have to have this pre-prepared uh, Yeah perfect you know neil strauss pickup line or anything like that you just kind of just need to address the situation um look i don't 
do it. I never, even when I was single, I generally used online dating. Um, or I remember, yeah, there was a, there was a girl at a uh, bookshop that I really liked. And then I went back a second time and we were just talking about books and I was so nervous, but I eventually was just like, Hey, do you mind if I add you on Facebook or something? Um, but I don't know. I didn't, I didn't sort of have a strategy or anything in mind. I was nervous as well. And it just, it, it, it worked. <laughs> uh, I would just sort of toe that line between not being way too forward and intense, but also if you're too shy and insecure, that's going to make her uncomfortable as well. If you're, yeah. you know, if you're shaking or something like that, uh, which is on <laughs> involuntary. <laughs> But, yeah. okay, well, maybe if you want to approach Eliza, be as nervous as you <laughs> amp up the nervousness. Uh, because the, 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 the general wisdom seems to be like, you know, women love confident men and the more yeah. confident you are. I think if you're at a club and a bar and you're sort of in a situation where it's a, a lot of people are approaching each other and it is sort of a single mingling yeah. atmosphere, then I think things like it's confidence easier. and having a good pickup line yeah. are really important. But... Uh, yeah. If you're talking about, yeah, cold approaches in public, um, really, I think what you want to do is just try to spark up a conversation. And like you said, don't, if, 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 if someone looks a bit closed off, got their headphones on and in a rush, I wouldn't try to approach that person. Try to make, if, if you can make some eye contact first and then just like a yeah. light smile. And yeah. then if they smile back, then that's, it's not an invitation Bingo. to do what you want, but it's, it's like, <laughs> okay, this is someone who's not, you know, not closed off, not got their earphones on, would, I'm assuming, would be more likely to, to be receptive to uh, a, a conversation. So, and when I say try to make eye contact, don't, don't stand there staring at her till she looks back at you. But mm. um, if you do yeah. make eye contact, don't, I mean, what a lot of shy guys will do is just, oh, oh fuck, she made, oh, I'm, I'm nervous, I'll look down. Yeah. And then what a lot of super cocky guys will do is like then look her up and down, which you don't, you probably don't do either of those. Just yeah, yeah, if don't, you, if you don't find... go up and be like, babe, you're beautiful. Like you're so gorgeous. Can I, can I get your number? I'll be like, <laughs> no, thanks. I yeah, like I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, say that either because that's, yeah. you know, that's not really, no. I mean, I don't know though, like if it's, if it's if it's someone I, I if it's someone who probably gets those compliments all the time, you you want to try to think of something different. Um, yeah. So it's good to come across as wholesome, even if you just want to get laid. I think that if you come across really wholesome, sweet, and genuine, even if your intention is only for sex, you're going to have better luck than being like, "Hey, baby," kind of thing. And I really like your point about. Um, having that moment of eye contact and it's kind of like what I was saying about like the repeated exposure or the familiarity you can shorten it like don't like she looked at me walk to her have those little like eye contacts leave her for a few minutes or whatever like I remember once I was in line to get into um a bar and I was standing behind a guy and the guy the, the guy at the front sorry my hand's like right at the camera the guy at the front um was getting turned away by bouncers and he started kicking off. He was like really drunk, just freaking out. And the guy behind him and I kept like glancing at each other and laughing and having a little giggle. And then he'd like turn around and be like to me and I would do it back. Um, and he didn't approach me then. And then later at the, he walked past me at the bar and he was like 
And then I waved back. Um, and then 10 minutes later, he came to me and I was like, hi. And we had this really good chat. He asked my number. And I was like, yes, so. Um, so that was like, I felt like I already kind of wow. had some interaction with him. And that was a that was a good um, approach, I think. Just some little banter with no words said. It was all communicated through facial expressions. Um, That's adorable. And I thought that was good. Yeah. I would I would also, if, if for any men who was, I guess, want to less nervous approaching women in public just sort of like practice smiling at anyone that you walk by on the street whether it's yeah. a woman or a man just practice like i like know some big grin but just like an acknowledgement <laughs> like yeah. yeah hey hey guys that's what um, that kind of thing just practice that and then then to the point where it just becomes a habit where you're just automatically smiling at people that you walk past and yeah. you don't want it to be a nervous smile that's the big thing you just want it yeah. to be a nice like a warm smile um, what a lot of people will do when they're really nervous is they'll they'll just uh, like uh, hey yeah. nice to meet you like you're really pretty like you don't want to do that uh, because then um, that just is a lot of it is body language and and and, and nonverbal communication. Uh, we're saying you know don't be too sexual, don't say these things. But I would be in, you know what would be a fun experiment. Uh, a guy who's got really confident body language. Two guys maybe they're like similar-ish in looks, in traditional good looks. And one of them um, says really nice lines, let's say that, lines that, you know, maybe they've done a survey, what are the, your favorite pickup lines? He says those. And then another guy who says like either weird, crass, maybe even offensive lines, but the difference between mm. the two is like one of them is really positive body language mm. and without being, you know, cocky and, and just sort of being nice and, and good posture and, and warm, whereas the other one maybe is just, hunched over and, 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 and a bit, you know, can't maintain eye contact, I would be really interested to, to see that. I think yeah. a big part of it is body language and, and that you can train, you can, you know, practice that, but that will just come from, uh, like, like Eliza said, exposure, just uh, doing it as much as, as you can uh, if, when you're on a lunch break or if you're out, um, just practicing smiling at people or like a good thing is like if you're buying something from a retail store without even the intention of getting someone's number or, or just just like hey has it been busy today like just a little yeah invitation like so how's work been with the pandemic or, i don't know whatever just like a very simple question that's just an invitation to start a conversation Go into um general pants or um, what's that other? The Universal store because they are literally will fucking hound you. How's your weekend? What's your planned, babe? Like oh, constantly, yeah. I'm like, They're leave me in peace. Yeah, but yeah. go practice with them. And yes, practice smiling. Well. Every single person I pass on the street, I smile at literally all the time. And what I found really interesting coming from moving from Sydney to the Central Coast is up here, everyone smiles back. And every, every morning we go for walks. And they just go, hi, good morning. And I kept thinking for the first few weeks, like... Yeah, it's weird for Sydney siders, but like, ev- yeah. As soon as you get out of Sydney, I mean, it's not even... Yeah. Like Sydney or Melbourne. Um, I don't Melbourne, know, maybe, I noticed that though. When I went to Melbourne, I oh, was yeah? walking down with my suitcase and I had like four people say, welcome to Melbourne. And can I help you? Like, do you need help with the structure? I was like, Oh my God, you Melbourne people are so nice. Um, it's just Sydney. So, no, everyone else yeah. is normal. We're just absolute <laughs> just assholes. Dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> but I find that really interesting about being up here. And especially because it's not only for, like the older generation that is saying 
good morning to me. It's and to me and Adrian actually, it's when we're together. It's not just me being a single female. It's guys our own age will pass us and be like morning, and we'll be like hey. <laughs> um, it's just so nice. Hey, so it's politeness. It's uh, it's not weird. It's not weird yeah. to get in the habit of smiling to people. No one's gonna be like don't do that. Um, so yeah, practice. Yeah, so like it sounds like this advice would only be applicable for men in Sydney because it sounds like everyone else just smiles and says hello uh, wherever yeah. you are. Um, but uh, I, I definitely think just sort of like getting used to talking to people in person and, um, yeah, I think calling out the awkwardness can be charming, but you don't want to be too insecure about it either. So you can go up to someone and say, hey, look, I know this is a little bit awkward and I don't want to... Um, put you off guard but then if you're too apologetic as well like hey I'm so sorry I know you're busy but like I was just kind of wondering it, it, I know I'm, I'm, you probably will say no but I'm, do you want to yeah don't say that don't do that you'll like, probably say no oh. yeah so you want to fit yeah. that you want to get that like nice mm. Goldilocks middle ground I think yeah. but again look I'm not actually I haven't done a lot of cold approaches and things like that uh, I have always uh, actually found online dating better in many ways uh but yeah. each to their own i guess um it is very different you know if you're just doing that out in public versus at a club or even on a night out because um i, I feel like people are more on you know on guard for approaches and uh things like that are just expected at nightclubs and bars and um you know typical places where there'd be a lot of Singles, uh, if we're talking about, you know, a coffee shop during the day, y you would have to try, you know, you can't, you'd probably have to sort of change it up a bit. You wouldn't yeah. want to, um, yeah. A, a good thing, don't approach someone from behind because then they can startle them. You want to try to... <laughs> Like, yes, and don't, don't approach tap like shoulders. A, a don't hand, tap anyone on the yeah, shoulder. Or hand on the lower back as you slip to the side of them and whisper something sleazy in their ear. Yeah, I think just yeah, being genuine and and humour is so attractive, especially in Australia. Like we love humour, we find it very attractive. I remember I was approached um a guy with oh. a dog oh, was that you? Yep, I gotta take you have a home phone. Yep. Uh, no, it's someone's, it's a delivery. So what were we talking about before that quick break? <laughs> I was saying that humour is a very attractive quality um, and in approaching someone and especially Australian women and that once I had um, approached a guy, just a little example, and he had a dog and I was patting his dog and I was like, he's so cute and handsome. And he was like, and what do you think about my dog? And I thought that was hey, funny. His wife one. was with him oh, and oh. she was like, shut up. Um, she wasn't happy, but I thought it was so good. Was that like, is yeah. such a yeah. dad line. Yeah. Such a dad line. But dad lines work. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine um, a dad joke may work in that situation. Look, if you are going to be cold approaching, you do have to be, you know, brace yourself for some pretty uh, – potentially pretty brutal rejections mm. some people can be i'd say you get more brutal rejections when you're out at night just because people are probably i'd assume sick of getting approached especially at a club so like fuck off we're busy like you know that <laughs> yeah. kind of shit yeah. uh but you you might not get that in in public but you might get someone just kind of like leave me alone like that kind of thing uh and don't take it too personally 
you just got to almost prepare for that because if you are going to sort of approach someone in in person, it is something that uh, it's not. There's nothing wrong with it, uh, but it it definitely can be off-putting for some people. And it also just depends on the person. Um, you could just get lucky and have a sort of open, conversational, receptive person, or you could have someone who's just, you know, dealing with all sorts of shit in her life. And the last thing she wants is some some douchebag trying to trying to get her number. So um, it, it, it's not on you, I don't think. It's not always like, mm. oh man, I had a bad line or I was weird then it could just it can just be luck uh it can yeah just be, don't internalize it don't think yeah. oh i was being sleazy or, or maybe wet but don't think i'm a dickhead or something like that because there's a good chance that women are used to being approached and they're comfortable and saying no sorry no i don't know your explanation <laughs> just no <laughs> yeah that one's pretty brutal like no just the like the bitch <laughs> not <face>. today <laughs> No, nope, sorry. <laughs> or like the worst is when you get like the kind of sympathy as well. Mm, oh, I'm sorry. No. Like that, <laughs> that. I feel like the worst oh, is when worst. she doesn't even reply to you and she just looks at her friends and she's like, look, <laughs> oh, <laughs> this, yeah, this yeah. guy. Yeah. No, the worst, and I've been in this situation, is like when you're at a club and then she can't hear you <laughs> and oh, then like it loses yeah. all the magic because you're like hey so, i thought you were really bad what what so. <laughs> and then after it's been twice you have to make sure she hears you the third time if it's three times of her saying i, I can't hear you then just get it like you're done just walk just you've leave. lost it she's gotten the ick um <laughs> you can't you can't get, get back from like three uh unheard statements that's that's pretty br- i think two if you're at a club that you know, you can you can possibly make a comeback there, but remember when you advise someone about podcasts to have like a note on your phone and then be like, <laughs> show them. Oh yeah, I've done that and it's worked. So look, uh, I don't recommend. <laughs> if it's funny, uh, no. Yeah, I if it's funny, maybe it. it's worked for me. And that was and that was in the UK, and so they didn't. I'm assuming they didn't know who I was. So I know but was it like preemptively on your phone, or did they see you type it? Um, it, all right. It was preemptively on my phone. It was a bit of a strategy I was using, uh, because look, you can't like in, in, on the dance floor, you literally, even if you're yelling, you can't be heard by the other person. So you got to just kind of either just literally shout in their ear, which already is not exactly romantic yeah. and attractive, yeah. or you're just like, kind of like, you, you, you know, you smile, hopefully they smile back and then ah, here's a little... Here's a little note. <laughs> some people Love do it. leave notes. Another thing is some people will leave notes uh, because in a way that actually can sort of mitigate against a lot of discomfort people could feel. So if you see someone at a coffee shop who's sitting down and you think is attractive, maybe you do just scribble a little note like, hey, I think you're really pretty. I, love I don't want to yeah. disturb you. But if, if you know, uh, if you want to get a coffee sometime, here's my number. Uh, I... No, I've never done that. Um, I know people who have, and I know that it's it's it, that is quite cute. I love um, that, yeah. And you know, uh, maybe like put a little joke in there or something, a good one. Yeah. Um, but that's another. Then the balls in her card. It's yeah. up to her if she wants to. She can think about it. Yeah, that's a good approach. I love that. 
get a business card printed. It's like, hey, I didn't want to disturb you. <laughs> I think you're pretty. That's a good one. Yeah. Or air, yeah. airdrop, airdrop annoyance. Oh, yeah. Airdrop. <laughs> oh, uh, there's <laughs> something creepy about it. Connect to her Wi Fi. Connect uh, to somehow you figure out, yeah, that's her. That's her hotspot. I'm going to connect to that. <laughs> I'm going to uh, connect to her hotspot. Hey, there that's you go. Lovely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's any concluding remarks for both. These guys, let me quickly skim through um, this one again. A cold approaching. Uh, go into it, not with the mentality to try and get someone's number. Just go into it trying to, to start a conversation. Uh, like with the last one uh, where we were talking about, you know, when you have a one-night stand, don't just necessarily... If you go in with the mentality of like, I just want to have a fun experience and give this other person a fun experience almost regardless of whether we have sex, I think you're actually more likely to have sex because yes, that is going to yeah. be uh, conducive to creating a sort of convivial atmosphere. Um, and similarly, with cold approaching, don't actually... It's, it's sort of... It, it can sound a bit counterintuitive, but I think with a lot of things when it comes to uh, dating is you, you almost want to get rid of the uh, the desire to to achieve what you're looking for. Like, oh, I really want someone I can marry. And, and that can then mm. come across as neediness mm. because you're so desperate to get that. Whereas if you then, you know, go in with a mentality of like, I just want to meet new people and, and yeah. see how it goes and, and just yeah. work on my dating. Well, you've got a different goal, but as a result, that sort of alleviates a lot of the neediness and the creepiness. And similarly with cold approaching, if, if you just, if you're approaching not to actually get someone's number, but you're just approaching to try and your goal should be, I want to um, spark up a, a, a comfortable conversation with this person. And then you start doing that. You start getting good at that. And then yeah. if you're It'll having those comfortable conversations. It'll make your experience more enjoyable as well, because you're not going to be like, well, fuck, I didn't get a number. She didn't come home with me. You'll be like, oh, I spoke to like five women today. It was so good. Like yeah. this person complimented my shirt. A much positive experience when your expectation is lower. Hmm. That <laughs> actually goal. reminds me of like these videos I did really early on when I was maybe 18 where I was a character. So I was this like trying to be this hard style, hardcore Asian guy. And by the way, everyone who watched those videos is not from Sydney. He's like, your Asian accent sucks. And it's like, <laughs> all right, go at Western Sydney and tell me my Asian accent sucks. But <laughs> everyone's like, it sounds woggy. And I'm like, well, you, you know, look, all right. You, you grew up in like country Australia. All right. Don't tell me what my Western Sydney Asian accent uh, should sound like. But the point was, I was a character um, approaching women because like there was all those YouTube videos of like, pick up women on the street yeah. and then so yeah. i was trying to do it as this like yeah i'm weldon chow or you want to get a you want to get a drink sometime and then <laughs> like the point was like i was supposed to be bad and and awkward and they were like gonna reject me and that was the humor because i was gonna say these really horrible lines and i was making fun of that character but in both videos one or two girls actually were like oh you're funny Here's my number. <laughs> and, then, and then they found out it was a character. <laughs> and oh, my God. I was, and I, now looking back, I kind of feel bad for them because it's, like, so embarrassing for them that they fell for That's a character. So funny. <laughs> and one of them actually uh, had a boyfriend and then there was – it was actually uh, really bad. Like, yeah, she gave me her number. And I, I didn't know any of this. I was just approached her on the street. It was actually at a uni. And then 
um, she, I didn't know who, like, it was just a stranger and she didn't know it was being filmed, which I guess was like, oh, because it's like, you know, you're, I'm trying to be this character, like in a Sasha yeah. Baron Cohen or Chris Lilly way. I want people to believe that character. I don't want people yeah. to see the cameras there. So this guy's like filming sneakily in his backpack, which now I can uh, see how that could, but then again, like, I don't, it's not like I did it. You're allowed to do that in, 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 yeah. in some Probably. States, I think in like Victoria, you can't or something, but like you are allowed to film publicly in um in new south wales so uh yeah suddenly she's broadcast all over the internet giving this character her number when she had a boyfriend and like i actually kind of feel bad for her like well she then like got um uh in touch with me so there was like a mutual 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 friend or something and we're having these long-winded Facebook conversations. I, the video is going really f- well viral in 2012, which was like 10,000 views, but yeah. it's going really well. And obviously, I mean, if you're the boyfriend seeing that, you'd be like, what the fuck? You know, you'd be pretty mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, got, I don't think I did it. I didn't do anything wrong in that situation. No. But what made it worse was that, like, she gave the number to, to a character. <laughs> and if you were the boyfriend, you'd be like, oh, my God, at least give the number to, like, a real person. Oh. Oh my god! Um, so then I was trying to like sweet talk her on Facebook, being like, "Everyone was so mean to me that day, and I know I was being a character, but you were like so sweet and kind. And <laughs> it, it, it meant so much." And and then she was like, "All right, fine." But then eventually I took it, I took it down, or I, I can't remember, but like I cut. You were able to like edit a YouTube video um, yeah. while it was public, so I that was like the last bit of it. So I just cut it out, but. Oh. Yeah, now thinking about that, I'm like, ooh, that was a that would have been a potential relationship killer. Um, Big time, but yeah. yeah. Look, I didn't do any. I I don't think you I did anything do, wrong. I was it. being character, trying to trying to make myself look stupid, picking up women or trying to. But then she actually fell for it. <laughs> so, oh, well, I wouldn't say fall for it as though it's some sort of um, you know, trap. Uh, yeah. But she it it were it you know she found that character very charming. Um, well, there you go. Everyone, yeah, that's a nice little anecdote. There's a taste for one. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Cold approaching. <laughs> and so A and uh, James, I hope you, I hope those uh, answers we had were helpful. And don't feel bad for uh, following up if you think that we maybe didn't satisfy your question and thought we could have gone further or, or or you weren't happy with it by all means you you can email me um just if you are gonna send criticism to either of us it's it's, it's look again it's in your best interest to just sort of deliver that criticism it doesn't have to be all you know as though you're um tiptoeing over everything but if you're like oh that was shit and you guys suck then we're gonna get defensive okay so when if you are gonna send us constructive criticism just uh you know, there's there's a way to do it that is going to make us more receptive, if that makes if that makes sense. So, uh, by all means, you can send any of that through. Um, and yeah, if you've got a question to ask us, uh, neilkohacker.com/slash/podcasts all goes towards charity. And I think that's any any concluding remarks, Eliza. Good luck. And I just realized that we just assumed that these were straight heteronormative relationships. So 
apologies if you are actually bi or gay, uh, pansexual, and we just talked about approaching women. Let us know if that was the case because it's too late now and we can Fair. do another one um, a little bit more open across the genders. Um, and that was a poor assumption on, on both of our parts just to say. All right, all right. well then, how about this? Women. <laughs> Let's do five minutes just really quickly right at the end about how to approach men. And look, honestly, men, j- any approach will will be probably be impressed by. We'll be just like, oh, approach. that's cool. Yeah, like I've never had... I don't think I've ever had in public, I don't think I've ever had a woman in public, not in a club or a bar or anything. And even then, I don't think I've had someone be like, hey, I think you're hot or like anything like that. I think once or twice after gigs where it wasn't my show, but it was a gig where I had someone come up to me and and comment on my set. And then I've sort of looked back in hindsight. I'm like, oh, hang on a minute. I think they were trying to flirt. That was an approach. Yeah. I didn't realize. Um yeah, women flirting with men yeah. is much more subtle and you probably don't even think it's them flirting. You think they're just being nice or That's true, yeah. So walking you, up to you to say something, but be really direct if you're is. trying to approach a man. Just just yeah. say it and that'll actually yeah. might get rejected, but at least then we know what's happening. Because yeah. we're not used to being approached, so then I didn't think I, I wouldn't have thought, oh, I'm being, you know, approached yeah. here. Um, yeah. There you go. All right. Well, uh, thank you, guys, and thank you, Eliza. We'll see you next week. See you next time, guys. Bye.